podcast 320 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Duke, and on this week's pod, I'm joined by Joe, aka Friday Night FM, and Dave, and as JME once announced him, Dave Azo Azo Party. Welcome, gentlemen. Terrible intro. Jamie. What that, felt, that felt for forced. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it made sense when we wrote it, you know. <laughs> We, I'm not, I'm not taking any credit for writing anything. I can barely read it. It's a new week and there's been a lot more exciting news released about FM24. There's player targets, better interaction. We've even seen some gameplay in the form of truer football motion, match authenticity and positional play. And we're going to dig into that. But before we do that, let's have some winners and losers of the week. What? I'm struggling with this reading today. No, <laughs> save it's me, bedtime, please. mate, because it's gone past your bedtime. Well, I did have to do my end of year. <laughs> For the, the the no context five star pod account, <laughs> Dave Dave's dad had the printer running, which is like an old school podcast meme. Yeah, just come in to do his end of year accounting like <laughs> for two hours past when we were starting to record. Uh, but my my winner listening. my winner of the week. Oh, go on, Duke, go on. I was going to say, if you tangent. are listening to this on Spotify, Apple Apple uh, Podcasts, you can now go over to our YouTube channel where you'll be able to see. Dave's room and actually the printer's not there anymore it used to be right behind you Dave yeah, but you can see Harry Potter uh, the, the, the box set of Harry Potter on this on this bookshelf so uh, <laughs> there's, there's a way of just announcing that we are actually video yeah. format as well you love to see it literally um, my winner of the week do you know what positive we've slagged off Twitter and social media recently and I'm actually going to say I think there's been quite a positive reaction to all the FM24 feature reveals. And not even just positive, I think it's been a surprised reaction. I think people were thinking of FM23.5 because it's the last year before we go over to the new FM25. And I think people are actually shocked with what they've seen so far. So, yeah, positive winner of the week, social media reaction to FM24. Big up yourselves. No, I like it, Joe. Like I said, we have been very negative uh, about social media, and it's been good. Yeah, absolutely. Dave, what about you? My winner of the week, which I'm sure we'll talk about more, is the new ball motion that is sort of being revealed and announced. I've seen some of the volleys hit against the ground, looping over the goalkeeper, and I want a bit of that, although it may get very annoying after week one of FM uh, 24. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing some... uh, some interesting ball movements. There's going to be some serious swaz on some of these free kicks, I reckon, as well. Yeah, I have to echo that. Um, this is why we write them down, Dave. Uh, so, yeah, my winner would be you... Nick Madden and his team. <laughs> <laughs> that's completely different to mine, though. Yeah. It's not, because that's what they've done, right? Uh, well, they're doing especially with... so. well, they do everything, yeah, but I've, I'll be honest, I'll drag it out to the John Stones. Um, the John Stones role being introduced into this game for somebody that has used inverted wingbacks for a long, long time. I'm very excited to see how we can get inverted fullbacks to work. Uh, and I'm very excited to be the not-so-fat Pep uh, and see what I can do. Love that. Yeah, I'm happy with that. I think, I think it's nice to see these new roles. It's also really nice to kind of have a really good experiment and play with them because I mean, we can try and do them with the inverted wingbacks with, with certain mentalities and stuff, but when it's just there out of the box, it makes life a lot easier. Joe, what about your loser? Oh, my loser of the week. I haven't got much to complain about, to be fair. So I'm going to say the fact, 
Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm, I, I, no, I wasn't going to say HIV positive, but that would sound bad. Um, they haven't released the set piece refresh info before oh, we've recorded okay. this pod. So that's it. I, I've got a feeling that where I've just praised a football manager, like people being surprised for it, I've got a feeling it's going to be the same, but refreshed, obviously. I, I yeah. don't. I don't think we're going to have a, an overhaul that people expect because they've left it till kind of last. It would be the first one out of the box, wouldn't it? Really? Yeah, I think something like that is quite is a bit of a game changer. But you never know. Good things come to those who wait. Yeah, absolutely. And fingers crossed. Um, yeah. If again, if you're listening it, uh, or watching this, it's we recorded this on was it Thursday today? So. There is every chance that that might be announced tomorrow and we look stupid, but uh, yeah, this was recorded on, on Thursday. Uh, Dave, talk to me about your loser of the week. Well, yeah, mine's actual real-life football-related and it's Wolverhampton Wanderers bottling. Oh, at the Wolves. The two-goal lead in the EFL Carabao Cup against Ipswich Town, who, to be fair, are on fire at the moment, Joe. It's a team not too far away from you. Mate, um, I literally had a car and... recovered from Portman Road today. Um, I was like, it's, it's still there, mate. Yeah, Come on, their Sam. third goal has been doing the rounds on social media. And to be fair, at the time, I thought, oh, it's something out of nothing. But the actual move before the goal was fantastic. But yeah, very long evening for Wolves and Gary O'Neill. Uh, and pressure's on with Man City this weekend. And obviously, when you... the pod's out, we'll probably know that we've lost 6 or 7 nil. <laughs> Were you not there, Dave? Huh? Were you not there? Were you not at the game? At Ipswich. Plastic, no, no, no chance. Yeah. Plastic. Uh, it's very FMS though isn't it to be uh, 2-0 up against the lower league division team in the cup and then Mm. you go and blow it so yeah we were saying before the pod though weren't we I was saying that for sentimental reasons one of my favourite games of football I've ever seen live was Ipswich winning 3-2 in the last couple of minutes with Johnny Williams old good old Johnny Esther scoring the winner (laughs) and mate honestly Portman Road is one of those stadiums that is fantastic when Ipswich are flying. It can be a bit quiet when they're doing a bit of shite, but when when they're on form, mate, that place rocks. It's really, really nice, nice stadium. It's still got old school vibe about it, but you know, lovely place for Wolves to lose, mate. So take some, <laughs> take some, take some credit with that. They got uh, they got quite a lot of lot lot of seats, haven't they? And obviously the catchment areas, stadium. they've only yeah. got Norwich, and they're doing really well this year. Like I said, I um. Again, I know I know the bloke behind some of it, so uh, he he talks a good game. So maybe Joe, we should get a little a little day trip out there, mate. As long as he's got a box next to Ed Sheeran's, that'd be fine, mate. I I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay, I don't I know if I'd want to be next to Ed Sheeran's box actually. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, rusty trombone. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> I uh, nothing's been announced about the skip VAI yet. That's my lose of the week. Oh, um, I was just no, no, no. We hold on to these little things. You've got your set pieces. Dave's got loser of the week. If you don't, switch. if you don't watch replays, do you get actually get VAR? Yeah, you, well, you still see the man run over the, the, or the woman uh, run over to the to the sideline to look at the the screen. I just don't like it. Right? I'm allowed to not like things. Mm. So that's that's my. I mean, it's a short, brief one. And if anyone at SI really wants to, to make me love them the most they can, it's just have a little skip button. 
it, it's, it's already coded in the game. Just skip the, the, the goal highlights. Or even just have it that you can tick a box and we never have to see that again. Just comes up with VAR penalty. VAR no penalty. Turn off VAR altogether. Oh, do you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll back that. Do you know what, right? I had a conversation I had with my cousin, Newcastle fan. Really enjoy. I really enjoyed watching the uh, Man City Newcastle game, the United versus um, Palace game with no VAR issues. When a goal went in and a flag wasn't up, it was a goal, and it was very nice to see. Mm. Uh, bring it back. I'd prefer to have a conversation with anyone about how crap a referee is compared to how crap VAR is. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Right, as the Scarlet Pimpernel of this podcast once said, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast. SI have released some juicy features this week, and we're only a couple of weeks away from beta, so it's probably time to be excited. So what do we think about individual player targets? It's exactly what we said it would be. It's amazing, do you remember it? you? Do you remember you saying, oh, I never thought of that? Yep, 100%. And it, it, 100%. it's literally as it, as it is there. So you can target them on training improvements, goals, assists, clean sheets, match performances. Again, I think it just links up to the what you'd see in real life. You know, you want to yeah. be a regular starter. Well, when I give you your opportunity, I need you to score in goals. Or, or you want to get some game time, I need you to be hitting, you know, the nines in training. I think it's, it's just a, it's a small, well, it's probably not small in terms of the development put in in the game, but it's a small touch that will make a big difference, I think. It's, it's, it's amazing how two people, I mean, obviously both played the game a lot, but you're obviously a lot more intelligent than I am, but to read something and just see it in such a completely different way, and you were bang on with this. Like, you were bang on, and I think it's brilliant. I really do. Set the KPIs, get them set. You know me, man. I love to set that uh, assist bonus higher than the goal bonus in my contract for my other strikers. All these little things that I like to do, uh, you did it. I think you did it in the network save with the three of us, where you got the clean, really high clean sheet bonus, and then you used to try and make it so you concede at the end. You know all these little things that you'd be able to kind of manipulate in our little ways. It just it's exciting to see. It really is something different, very different. Yeah, it allows you to be a lot more, well, a lot more clever with the contracts as well. I suppose you know, like you just said, you know, there's so many different ways that people have done things. Whether that be add a bigger sell on clause for the player. Uh, or whatever, or add their wages after a certain amount of game. But things like this just add, like Joe said, a bit of realism. You can be a bit savvier with your contracts. But obviously with training improvements with your current players as well, younger players that are trying to force their way into the team. You know, it, it, it's what managers do. Look, I want you to play well in training, and then you'll get your opportunity. So another logical and uh, straightforward feature for FM to add. Happy days. Yeah, it's one of those that seems on the surface something that should have been in a while ago, but yeah, actually it's here. I'm 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 quite intrigued to how it works. Uh, you talked about the map, match performances, Joe. I haven't read a huge amount about it, but is that first team reserve or both, or is that kind of something that you can kind of par uh, play in with the pathway to that player? Uh, I believe in the blog it said it's for first team and reserve okay. football. So I think like you know if you're going to say in your reserve games, you, I need you to be scoring you know, a goal over every other game or, you know, whatever yeah. it is to try and give them the opportunity to get into the first team. Said talks about players leaving on loan as well. So it'll be interested to see what comments you can make to players leaving on loan um, and the targets that you can set for unhappy players as well. 
Obviously, you do get players that kick off that they're not playing or you've transfer listed them or whatever. So it'll be intriguing to see what targets that you can set for them to maybe break back into the first team or break back into your plans. Something I mentioned uh, late on to this year of the game, I mentioned about the fact that when, when you're retraining people's positions, which you know I love to do, when they go out on loan, you can't dictate that people ha have to retrain them in that way. And I love the fact that these targets will move over to when they go out on loan. I think that's really cool. I really do. Uh, you touched upon about the the interactions, Dave, as well. Uh, mm -hmm. They mentioned about interaction log logic. That, yeah. That should be exciting. Yeah, exciting and probably refreshing for some people, I think. Um, I never had major issues with this, to be fair, but I, I saw when uh, the responses for this, there were some sarcastic ones uh, from people, mainly to do with like, international caps and stuff and people, players getting wound up at the manager for congratulating them on the international caps or whatever. But yeah, this, this makes sense. I mean, if you're congratulating someone or praising someone nine times out of 10, even if it's quite, a, you know, you know, you're going to get thanked for it, basically. So, again, it'll be interesting to see in regards to what you can interact with the players for, if there's going to be more options on that and how they respond to you and what morale boosts or if the morale goes down based on specific things. What what makes me laugh is the, that international meme that it's become hasn't really been in the game for a couple of years. So you just know yeah. the people that have written that just like always click sent to assistant or something like that like they don't actually have those conversations because that response hasn't been in there for a long time yeah. but i think the interaction logic if if it's across everything we've talked about it a lot where you just click the kind of second in from the left and just <laughs> click 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 because and i don't know why because you could just click send assistant but i never trust them so i just go in and click that second in from the left click 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 done press conference done you know it's not going to piss anybody off Occasionally, you get linked with a player that you're not actually interested in, but you know, doesn't hurt anybody. So hopefully, it's changed the anyway. It's going to make you have to read what selection you're going to pick. It was funny actually because that happened in real life this week, um, where Thomas Frank, before the Arsenal game, came out and said like he'd clicked the wrong button because he'd come out and said that he'd prefer to have Ivan Tony over Erlen Haaland. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like. Yes, I know he's got to say back his player, but that's a bit ridiculous, right? So I, I kind of, when I looked at that and saw the press conference, I was like, he's just clicked the wrong button like we do all the time. Yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, it was quite fun to see. I used to have that option quite often when I was managing on the Pentagon Challenge this year in South Africa. You'd get like some South African lad who wasn't even an international footballer score twice. And it gives you the option to say he's better than Kylian Mbappe or whatever. And I was like, uh, probably a bit of a stretch to be fair. But I suppose that's fun. I like, I like things like that or in the social media tab where there's obviously like, didn't happen the happen of the year award like tweets you know stuff like that is funny and it's cool to keep that in the game to be fair i think the social media tweets are great i genuinely do i think they are funny and to hear like random stuff like it it it's just like twitter it mirrors twitter so so well because it comes up with some absolute nonsense nonsense and i believe every single one of them that I read the on there. The the best one is like, I've just spoke to my six-year-old daughter and she believes Dave as a party should be playing the 4 2 3 one with a DM gag and press. I can't believe <laughs> the words that have just come out of her mouth or something like that. <laughs> you should be able to reply to them. I know we're the, getting the a bit whole like... coffee shop stood up and clapped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be, it would be very, very interesting. Uh, Dave, you mentioned it as your winner of the week. So let's kind of dive a little bit deeper into that. The truer football motion, positional play animation 
we've seen some lovely graphics just the way it looks um graphically but also the way that the players are interacting with the ball uh that volley you mentioned it earlier yeah. oh, that's gonna see some sexy goals right the thing is obviously they've sort of teased weeks ago about sort of the big jump next year in terms of graphics and match engine but I think it was still obviously, I don't necessarily think it was important. I think people possibly, you know, you always want to see an improvement on the match engine year after year. But if they can have a big jump from 23 to 24, then even better. But yeah, I think in terms of the graphics, it just looks a lot smoother, a lot cleaner. Um, and yeah, when I had a quick look back again, just to sort of refresh my mind before the, uh, before the pod. Just stuff like that, it is realistic. Just even before the guy volleyed it against the floor. I think the way it bounced back out to him just looked so much more well, realistic. It was like a knockdown header, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That, it's like, as it comes across, it's like a knockdown assist. And you're like, you don't see that. You know, you no, might no, see the way it the deflects older... sometimes off defenders. You think, oh, flipping it, really? But I just think, obviously, it's such a small sample size and there's going to be so many more animations. But if that's a standard that they've set, uh, it'll be really interesting. I think we could see some really, really cool goals this year as well. I think it looks like it's, up in the intelligence of the player for the player to, to to volley that into the ground rather than just hitting it through and it going into row Z, I think that would be something that we might, like you said, might see more of if he goes around a goalkeeper, if the goalkeeper's coming out, he might try the dink, he might try and take it around him. It could open up a world of possibility. Obviously, like you said, the sample size is very small, but it does definitely get the juices flowing. Yeah, I like it, it mate. I like it. And like you say about the intelligence, it kind of segues into the other bit about the, the positional play, like yeah. the the inverted fullback and the John Stone's role, as they're calling it. And I think, I mean, I'm looking at it, I think it looks great. Like, and it was fantastic to see some gameplay footage. I'm just wondering, like, the player intelligence, how much is that going to come into effect? Because you know sometimes if you play, like, lower league and you're playing a Gagan press system, yeah. like, and it just works, and you're like, it works even though the quality of player is a lot less. Are these kind of bespoke positions, are you going to need a more technically gifted, intelligent footballer to make them work? So, you know, it's nice seeing the patterns of play and everything, but if you are playing in, you know, the conference, are you going to are you going to see those patterns of play? I mean, yes, but the thing with the inverted wingback, a lot of that is down to a down to work rate and also positioning. So the positioning is the intelligent side of things, right? But if you've got somebody that will work hard, regardless of that is just a physical attribute, then they should, in theory, be able to pick up some of the, the traits that needs it to do. It should be able to kind of be in the right, semi the right position. Um, but I 100% agree with you. When I was been playing with these silly tactics, I play with the Duke ball and you drop down to any league and it will play perfectly fine. Um, let's hope that that is a thing that will will kind of be null and void, and, and you will start to see the struggles. Um, but I'm really intrigued to see how the uh, the Amarat role goes because he he played that on, on Wednesday night, not on John Stones. I I sort of agree with that, Joe, in, a, in the sense that when I looked at the article, and that obviously they used Man City, uh, which you would do with them being obviously licensed, and that sort of the roles suiting them quite well. And I think there was a video of how the defenders and the certain roles are moving up and down the pitch and so on. And I thought for this to work really, really well, especially when they were attacking, you just had this like really almost quite narrow back three or a three shifted to one side or another. 
I thought if you're a weaker side or a side lower down the league, you're going to absolutely smash with that formation if your players don't know what they're doing or they're not good enough for that role. So obviously in, in, in every iteration, whether it be FM or different games, there's going to be metas and there's going to be good things that work well and work not so well. Um, but I'm really interested. And I think the, the possibilities, like if you're, you know, players like me, I'm a casual player. I spend very, as you both know, I spend very, very little time focusing on specific player instructions, team instructions. You auto picked Champions League final. Yeah, we don't talk about that. Um, but if you we, are we like a lot <laughs> we, more we tacticians, talk about <laughs> there's a lot more tacticians on sort of, I look on social media and the football manager and the analytical side. They could have some serious fun, I think, next year with, with building some really good tactics and, and, and fun tactics to use. I was, I was looking at, you know, have they said about like Mazzala's, Segunda Valente's, their positional play. And if you're playing like an inside forward or something like that, like their movement will be reactive of the positions yeah. you're playing. And that's where I'm kind of it, fantastic. I mean, it, it's gonna, if you're Man City, it's going to look brilliant. But say you, you go down to, you know, a South End United. If you're playing an inside forward, are they going to have? Yeah, in a way, I kind of want to see it. If you're playing a Mazala in, you know, the national league, you're like sat on top with, of each other, or something yeah, like or they're yeah. just like running into each other and you're losing. Like, I kind of want to see punishment for trying to play sexy football in the lower leagues rather than it just working. And you find, like you say, finding that meta tactic because you'd find it a lot where tactics just work at any level. And then they get better, like better players will do classier things. And I kind of want to see if you are lower down, that they, there is collisions. There are, you know, I've noticed it a lot in 23, how tired players make more misplaced passes. Yeah, like that's, a, that's the thing. So there's a punishment for working your players extra hard with pressing and things like that. Like you do see them giving away passes. I kind of want to see that if you're playing, you know, the hipster roles in weaker leagues that you actually get punished because they're not that good rather than it just being like you can create an OP tactic that works everywhere like dupe three up top <laughs> even though he plays four up top now I, I will, I'll be moving away from that this year I, I will 100% be playing about with the inverted fullback it, it screams to me something that it's just it's so easily it's going to help so much defensively and defensively is something that I'm very weak on so it'd be something that I would definitely be playing. Um, they also mentioned about the enhanced libero um, as a libero semi-virgin, Joe. Uh, you are very new to bringing the libero into your Juve side. Uh, is it something that you think you might dabble with? Well, uh, I can't. I can't remember hundred percent. I think they now made it that you can play all like left and right and central liberos. No. I think, I think or, did I, or I might have read it on Twitter. I'm no, not back in a back four and all three central defensive roles in a back three. So you yeah, I, I did. Yeah, all sorry, be liberos. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you can oh, have all three of them as liberos. You could have two inverted fullbacks and they could just sit. Ah, oh. okay, yeah. this could get spicy. This beta save could be very, very interesting. Um. Can't wait we to see mentioned... Siren Sister FC playing two liberos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they got a 4G pitch, mate. The, the, the grass will be perfect for us. The to signal's play. pretty good. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, early listeners of the pod will remember a very famous argument we had on this podcast uh, about weather being another factor 
uh, and how it can affect the movement of the ball, uh, whether it be like temperature, altitude of uh, stadium, the rain. But th- this is this is something that's been. Actually... It's in the blog. It's in the blog. Yeah, do you remember Curtie the... and Teach having this argument? Did we do, do a whole episode like, on that, or at least a good half of an episode? Three or four, probably. Probably, mate. The yeah. Curtie was like, it massively affects it, and Teach is like, does it bollocks? <laughs> <laughs> but they've defunct our myth busted our, our kind of thing. It is absolutely true. It is in there. It's, it's, a... it's on there, mate. It's temperature, altitude. It's, it's, they've put it in the blog, mate, so it's it's a thing. Incredible. And I think, Incredible. like, um, again, I'm, and again, I'm just pulling this out of the air. Didn't wasn't there a thing about Alexis McAllister when he was on international duty like the other week that he was on oxygen because they were going to Bolivia to play for Argentina? Or, or I'm, I'm saying Bolivia, it might not have been Bolivia, but it was somewhere really high altitude, and they yeah. were they were literally they were travelling there with oxygen masks on. Maybe, and I'm like, that, so that that would if you weren't used to that climate or that altitude, that that would absolutely ruin your players, and then there should be a knock on effect for their next game. Because obviously they're recovering, so I'm just wondering if stuff like that, like if you have got international players going, they go and play at altitude, do they come back absolutely cream crackered? Yeah, I, I, I think this. I mean, you have to spend a lot of time doing it. If someone did some sort of experiment next year or next version of the game, where you test different playing styles based on the weather, so you know, almost like back in the day, we used to play stuff like golf with friends. And you check the wind, make sure your ball's going to go in the right direction, and that. If you look at the weather oh, on I FM, being Windy, this temperature, mate, I'm shooting on sight and seeing the ball like swerve towards goal. Or when it's raining, keep, you decide keep to... Keep it short and keep yeah, it Yeah, yeah, exactly. Deck. Yeah, so it'd be interesting with the ball physics and stuff like that, how much of a difference that does make. I mean, if Teach was here, he'd, def- he'd still be arguing that it won't make a difference. But I, I want to I see some video clips throughout the beta and early, early parts of the game where we're seeing some serious goals, whether it be skidded across the floor in the rain or bouncing off a keeper because it's slippy or whatever. Oh, mate, could you imagine that volley? You know the volley with the bounce? Like if you hit yeah, it on oh, the mate, half yeah. volley. Cross, Little splash cross. coming off the oh. grass as well there. Oh, oh, yes. Or you give it um, the, old, the old big Robert Hoof and then it just yeah, comes yeah. down and sticks in the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you have your goalkeeper do a Ben Foster where he kicks it from like his own goal area and it yeah. goes in the other end. Yeah. No, he got conceded. Yeah, he got goalkeeper cam. Yeah. Oh, God. You never know. Um, Stan Collins the... bobbles over the keeper. <laughs> oh, Tim Flowers, we're giving yeah. them ideas here. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned about the, the the oxygen. I remember Anderson. Whenever he was on Brazilian duty, he had to get oxygen when he came off onto the sub. He used to have a little tank. <laughs> no, that was just, that was just Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> what they play at sea level. <laughs> that was nitrous, mate. He was on the old laughing gas. <laughs> <laughs> right. That is enough FM twenty four for now. So let's return to FM23 and our old slash new series on the uh, fivestarpotential.com website. But this week, the team from Dictate the Game have chosen the FM23 Player of the Year. Ryan has chosen Dane Scarlett. George went with Levi Colwell. And Patrick has chosen a player by the name of Lorenzo Blasco. Done well there. He's got all them (laughs) names right, nearly. Nearly. <laughs> uh, I haven't got a Google sheet that tells me how to pronounce them all. No, um, not today, mate. Well, I, I think Dane Scarlett is a pretty obvious one. I mean, he's yeah, been, he, he's he's done really, really well for him. Um, Levi Cole, I mean, that, he, he that speaks for himself. You know, absolutely fantastic um, IRL player. Had a great season last season. So he's, he's a bit of a known player. But Patrick's Lorenzo Blasco, I thought, do you know what? Let's, let's just read the opening 
paragraph and you know people should go and have a read because it's, it's one of those romantic player stories and he basically said when I was asked to choose my player of the cycle I knew it was going to be a difficult choice my eight seasons at SD Compostela have been excellent and I've had some really memorable players at the club in our rise to the top would it be Peru Ruiz who would hold who holds the club record for goals scored in a single season at 37 could it be Jose Lara the diminutive winger whose mazy runs helped us achieve back-to-back promotions to the second division or perhaps it's Tofel Montiel Discarded by Mallorca and Fiorentina, but who found a home at Compostela and um, catapulted us into La Liga, reviving his career in the process. In my end-of-save review, I highlighted my favourite player as Bernat Prados, who has spent seven years at the club now after joining from Bilbao. He's played in both La Liga 2 and the Champions League for us, and he's shown unwavering loyalty. But I've already spoken about him previously, and I don't think he's been my best player, just my favourite. Instead, I've nominated an Argentinian Nugent as my best player of FM23, Lorenzo Blasco. So it's well worth a read, I think. I can see why you read that and not me. (laughs) (laughs) Took one for the team there, boy. That would have took seven or eight attempts, to be fair. Uh, No, yeah, uh, as a Nugent, I'm really excited to have a little look at that and see how how that goes. Fun little articles, the player of the year, because all of them are subjective, like, yeah. Mad always does a great job of going out and just speaking to people and, and like people who like writing about it. It's quite an easy thing to write about your favourite player. Yeah. Um, I, I've had an absolute nightmare because I I can't remember my first saves. I need to go back and have a look because I said I you know I'd write one. I couldn't actually Salt tell you. Stoke. But that's what I was thinking. I mean, there I've got a new gen that I like. But I don't know. We'll have a, we'll have a little look. Yeah, I've not committed to a save long enough to have a player of the year. To be fair. Might be easier to write a save of the year rather than a player of the year. Talking about saves, save updates. David, I'm assuming Wolves is still a still a, a pipeline dream. Yeah, for next for next year. Um, I'm re- like I said last last week. Um, because of the Pentagon sort of coming to a disastrous end, uh, I'm sort of recharging the batteries now. A few weeks, and then I'll uh, be jumping on the beta. I to be honest, I didn't have a full year FM last year, so. I know you'll probably laugh and think I'm talking out my ass, but yeah, next year's the one. Is that your new? Uh, is that your new podcast? Talking out my ass instead of talking wolves. <laughs> Same one, really, isn't it? Um, <laughs> well, I'm sure very soon uh, when FM stop dropping exciting things, we will probably do a little save reveal, and you can you can reveal your save, Dave. Yeah. Uh, Joe, how is the old lady? Um, to be fair, I haven't really had much game time this week, so I think I'm past January now we're, we're okay. doing alright in the league as I, as I said previously it's, I want to kind of win the title but being in the Champions League is proving a bit difficult with rotating some uh, injured players but I'd like to think I, I'm going to have something about me to get get the title in the bag and say this was always going to be my last save. if I do it before beta I'll, I will move club but I'm kind of thinking instead of moving club because I know where I want to go I could roll that into an FM24 save so I'm kind of like, I don't want to use all the teams up before I get there, whilst I've got ideas in my head. So yeah, unfortunately, not really a lot to talk about this week. Um, anything anything happened of note? Don't think so. I seem to have forfeit strikers, which hasn't happened for a while. Wow, that's so, that's huge. Not bad, not bad. That is huge. Not getting a lot out of Calimundo at the moment, but let's say, we'll see. Well, 
I'm I'm a bit stuck with mine at the moment. To be fair, I haven't progressed in the last week uh, at Valencia. I, I am currently sat at the transfer window, uh, or the transfer deadline day, I should say, uh, in January, and my star striker's got injured, and I don't really have a backup striker, and I'm a bit torn. There's nobody that wants to come to me on loan. There's nobody that I can kind of buy for a good price that I can then kind of take up with me next year. It's kind of spending money to then just throw away because we're not going to see the, the, the back of that. Change the narrative, mate. What's that? You've got loads of good centre-backs, haven't you? We'll put one up front. Put one up front, <laughs> like Target Man-esque, and just literally start <laughs> crossing the ball in and just letting them smash headers. Well, we have lost the game, uh, which is which is mental. Um, no, we, we, we've, we've lost... A, 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 January's not been great. We've, we've drawn two games, we've lost one, and it's kind of... We are struggling for goals, which is what's made me think we need to get somebody in to start scoring some goals but I'm just sat you know the, the most that somebody that's somebody is fit now that has scored is five and that's Cassidy um so we really need to get some goals in we were Hugo had scored 20 21 I believe in 26 games and he's kind of been the one that's been bagging it but he's out for uh six or nine weeks and that's most of the season that left so yeah I'm really stuck to be fair really Mate, really stuck to be fair just thinking about it stick Marmadash really up in up top he's massive <laughs> He is massive. He is Are very still, tall. I mean, you guys will know better than me. Are the corners still a bit broken on FM? I don't know what you're talking about, Dave. <laughs> well, that's a yes then. Yes. You stick him near I, post, I, mate. You're laughing. I'll be honest. I have. Mate, you can, do, you can do far post. You can do near post. Yeah. I've now been sending him in to go in short every time to try and avoid that. Um, I, I, it, I've got to the point where Palestri's tried it up top and his finishing and composure is not good enough. His, his pace is good enough, but that's about it. I then played Doku up front. His finishing's not great. His, his composure's a bit better, but the problem is I played three games and then Pep comes and knocks on the door and goes, oh, this is not what we've agreed. Do you want me to take him back sort of thing? And I'm like, no, 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 I'll put him back. I'll put him back to a third winger. That's fine. That's fine. Um, and I actually nearly, I mean, I hate to admit this, Joe, and hopefully Mad won't hear this, but... I actually nearly contemplated putting Cassidy up front um, because he oh, does have... Following his lead. I know. He has 14 finishing, 14 composure. But uh, again, I have in his loan contract from Chelsea uh, the, the, the kind of agreement that he will play in the playing role position. that he... Oh, yeah, mate, playing position. I always... You've got to take that out, mate. I know. You can't, you you can't be limited. It's a schoolboy error, 100% schoolboy error. But... Um, yeah, so I'm a little bit screwed, really, and I'm hoping that um, I'm a bit busy over the weekend. But but Sunday I've got a day at it, so maybe next time we get together. I wonder with that. Um, sorry, I wonder if with that playing him in a um, a specific position. I wonder if you started them there as a tactic, and then just put them up front. Yeah, a bit so like they you started in that position. In, you used to do that an ultimate team to get to get chemistry, right? Yeah, yeah. Or an objective, um, score a goal with a defender, you just put the centre yeah. off. I mm. wonder, yeah, it's a good shout, actually, because if you go on to, uh, like, previous, uh, uh, his form, does it state, it does state his role, but does that state where he started, or does that state oh, where he That's what you need to check, mate. Finished. I think that was a little, a little bit of testing on that. Uh, if you are listening, which you probably will be, if you're, if you're hearing this, <laughs> let us know if that's something that you, you know, if you've tried that, or go and try it, let us know. If um, you're not listening, just, yeah. Don't bother. <laughs> My sign language is not good enough for somebody not to be listening, to be honest. 
This week's adventure in Wonderkid Land ties nicely to the Manchester City linker with City Football Group player Savio, commonly known as Savio because I can't pronounce it. We've already <laughs> established that. <laughs> the tricky attacker was currently on loan at Genoa uh, from his contracted League Two side, Troyes. Girona, not Girona. Girona. <laughs> I don't know her. Uh, <laughs> where we started the season Jamaica. on fire with two goals, <laughs> four assists, and seven games in Football Manager 2023. He looks like. A very good player. I'll be honest. You I'm like shocked that, at this. When I said earlier on, before we started the pod, I said, have a look at this guy. Yeah. This is the first I've ever seen of him. And I, I got him up on the screen. I shared the screenshot. I can see. And I'm shocked he's not been mentioned before. Joe, you've done, you have done very well through this little series that we've done of picking players that seem to be incredible. Like, they're not unknown players, but they're not your run-of-the-mill Kind of this is not somebody that you, you, I was going to say, you don't jump on Twitch and see half of these players that we've done in Venture Wonder Island. What I've been trying to do is have a look at <laughs> players. Wonder Land the Kid. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, so I've been, I've been trying to look at who is playing, who's like started the season well. Yeah. And looking at players like that and going kind of in real life, they're kind of, there's a little bit of form happening and then look at them in FM and kind of then kind of predicts what they're going to do in FM24. And he's someone that obviously he's got that whole city group ownership. So they're moving around, moving him around to their different clubs to get him game time. And he's probably going to end up obviously ending up at city if he continues, obviously how he's playing. But I'm partially wondering in game, how do they control him? Because it's not, unless he's got an option with city to buy directly, like or first option with Manchester City. So it'd be interesting to see. Like if you could get him, because I say League Two side, it shouldn't be too difficult if you're like a Premier League side mm. to go and get him. But it just depends whether City have got like first option or first refusal on him. I wonder if he's like favoured personnel is is like oh, sorry favoured club or something is in there because it's got to be something right. Like on my Valencia save, he's currently at Newcastle, so obviously you can get him. And he was purchased for six point seven five million. Bye. So. Yeah, and he's, I mean, I can't see much because I don't play with actually masking on, uh, but Dave plays it with the editor on. So he might be able to see a bit better than me. Uh, but he, he looks, again, looks very, very good. Um, and maybe he's somebody that could play up front for me, though his finishing's terrible. It'd, it'd be interesting to see what he's like next year, though, because although he started well this season for Girona, he, he was at PSV on loan last season and he struggled a little bit there, to be honest. And I don't think he got many goal contributions and he even... Played for the second team for PSV a little bit, so I don't he's know. He's only whether... young now. Oh, of course, yeah, but like, wasn't, wasn't I don't Don think... Fabio there as well? Yeah, yeah, he's all right to be fair. PSV. It might, it's probably Don Fabio's fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, if he started off well this season, you'd hope that maybe there's some tweaks, maybe some improvement on those attributes. Well, yeah, so but said, seven, that, seven games this season, he's got. Four assists and two goals. Like, yeah. Six goal contributions, seven mm. games. You'd hope that. That's not bad, is it? Yeah. That's as long as his PA is still all right, I think you'll get a good player next year. Never heard of it. But, yeah. What's that, Dave? What? Potential what? ability. Five star potential ability. Ah, oh, that one. You love to see it. So, yeah, I think he's definitely one to watch out for. Uh, in recent news, the chap we had. A few weeks ago, he's just signed somewhere else as well, right? 
the one. Tottenham. Who's Tottenham? He he was linked in one of our blogs. Oh, he, yeah, he was in uh, he was in Mad's blog, wasn't he? Mad's blog. There you go. Yeah, yeah. the uh, youngest, like most expensive, sixteen year old or something like that, wasn't it? The um, Croatian centre back. That's it. Yeah. If Luka, only he knew how to Luka, play the Luka. game. Is he joining yeah. in January or is he joining now? Like what? Uh, no, I think he, I don't even think he's this year. I think no, like, I think sorry, it's twenty. I think it's like twenty five or something like that. He's joining. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, think I think he's, he's going to still be stay there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mad Mad kind of picked him up because he was looking for the Guardiola replacement, and then Spurs have swooped in. And this is what we keep saying: like the Wonder Kids keep getting picked up earlier and earlier. You know, so to find someone that's going to be a gem in FM is going to be tasty. Do you think like it's something because like Brighton have been doing it, people feel they're trying to just cut that Brighton out now? I think it it's does more seem about, to be because like, you, I've, you read these things and you go, no player is unknown. Like no. yeah. all these clubs and all these analysts, they know the players. So I think now what it is is about taking the risk. You know, Brighton have gone. We he obviously hits all their criteria, so we'll go and buy him, and mm. then we'll develop him our way. And so far, that's been a a good strategy for them. Other clubs maybe now are starting to go, do you know what? We know about these players. Let's go and get them. So it'd yeah, be interesting, interesting to see. Like, like I've always said it, Like clubs like Manchester United have always bought the best players. They're not in that position now because they're not. Like, so why aren't they just going, instead of spending 70, 80 million on a player, why don't they go out and buy, spend 10, 15, 20 on some potential that they yeah. can then develop? Yeah. The, the hard thing with and I think it'll be interesting in terms of like flipping it to FM I think a lot more people will do their transfer business like that on Football Manager as well almost taking inspiration from the Brightons and so on but it, going back to United I think the issue is with that in the eyes of a lot of outsiders and even United fans they're still like a top top club although mm. on the pitch they're possibly not you know representing it so I think players that are 10, 15 million pounds at Brighton, they've got the time, they've not as much pressure. United, they've got to hit the ground running straight yeah, away. But I mean, like you look at Palestri and you look at Garnacho, mm. they're they're two examples of it, to be fair. Like I think they they kind of went for it. Cause it wasn't like Garnacho like four hundred grand or something like that. Yeah, so he was bought from Atletico Madrid. Um, he, had a, he had a long time in the twenty ones though, Garnacho as well though, didn't he? It didn't have as long as you would think, um, yeah. because he was he just too kind good. of lit it up yeah um it's but he was i think it was i actually think it was 4 420 450 so yeah it wasn't a lot joe mm. um and that and was that's, only that's what i mean like 3 they, years they ago start, they start they kind of they dabbled and yeah. i think that's the kind of thing like get that i mean i, I think they tried it with a man as well right yeah, yeah similar yeah but like he's he a, he's expensive though he was expensive and so was Palistri. Palistri wasn't cheap um but you're right, it, it, but that was under a different reign, that was under a different manager, and mm. is that something that Ten Hag's going to try? I don't, I don't know. Plistri was £9 million, and he's played seven seven games for you us You could make your money back on that, though. You, you could. A couple of decent low moves <laughs> if he's not going to get the time at United. Let's wait United don't, don't make their money back on anything. Yeah. But like, you know, and then what they've done is they decided to go out and get a, a, young, a young chap and, and brought Hoy, uh, Hoyland in, and that's that pay over the odds for him. You know, yeah, they they've need paid to, United tax. That amount. They've, paid, they've paid United that's, tax on that. That's what I want to yeah. try to do though on FM. Just be, I'm, I'm normally one that sees X player on the on the transfer market. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna do installments, do whatever I can to sign in. But I think uh, 
almost set myself my own transfer strategy depending on who I'm managing. You're definitely going to go and sign, try and sign Neves again. Yeah, Neves, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo when he becomes when he leaves Saudi somehow. You as I always used to do. <laughs> You'll love it, Dave. Uh, talking, I love it, Dave. Uh, it's quiz time. Jokes. <laughs> I actually, I actually, uh, I do have a quiz. No. Um, I genuinely have a quiz, uh, and it's up to you two whether you want to do the quiz or not. Oh, I'm happy to do it. Tony, Joe's do? fuming there. <laughs> what is it, dude? Well, that brings episode oh. 320 to a... <laughs> okay, I can, I can double it. I, it is a... Because it was Champions League when, when I wrote it. Uh, and it is A to Z of the top Champions League goal scorers. So, for example, in A, I can tell you the amount of goals he scored and the teams he's played for. And it's, it's, his surname starts with A. It's, Come on it's in. quite a long one. Come on in. Go on, let's smash it. You want to go for it? <laughs> yeah. See, look. They've done on that. There you yeah. go. Okay, so for example, we'll start with question number one. You can work together. A scored 41 goals. He played for Atletico Madrid and Manchester City. It's Aguero. Aguero. Oh, okay. Thank you very much, Aguero. Dave. You're in. You're in. You, you yeah, can, I'm, you can I'm tab in when you want. Yeah. B, uh, he scored 90 goals. He played for Leon and Real Madrid. Benzema. Benzema. Dave, any time today. Uh, just 35 goals. Like higher. I don't know why. Sorry. <laughs> 35 goals uh, for C, and he uh, scored them whilst playing for Napoli and Paris Saint-Germain. Cavani. Cavani, yes. He did obviously play for Manchester United, but he didn't play in the Champions League. 44 goals for D, Marseille, Chelsea, and Galatasaray. Drogba. Drogba it hey. is. Well done, Dave. Go on, holy Mikey. E. <laughs> 30 goals, Mallorca, Barcelona, Inter Milan, Eto. and Chelsea is Eto. Well done. F, 24 goals, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Inter Milan. What Vigo. a lovely group of clubs. What, sorry? Vigo. Correct. And we go for G, 30 goals, Atletico Madrid, and Barcelona. Griezmann. Grizzy. Well done. H, his best fifth, mate. 50, he got mentioned look, look, last week as well. Uh, 50 goals, Monaco. Arsenal, Barcelona. Ori. Ori it is. Correct. Uh, I, 48 goals. Correct. Uh, J, this, is, this will stump you. J, Bag. 25 goals. Bag. Yeah. Porto and Galatasaray. Jardel. Jardel, Joe. Great shout. Well done. Yeah. I, no, I didn't know who me, that was. Boy. And I'm reading it. Uh, K, 30 goals. Uh, Milan and Real Madrid. Kaka. 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 L, 91 goals. Borussia Dortmund, Bayern Munich, and Barcelona. Robert Lewandowski. Correct. M? Messi. Messi, 129 goals. Well done. N, 43 goals. Barcelona and Paris Saint-Germain. Neymar. Neymar. Correct. Right. With North O, star. there is two. I want both. Oh. 11 goals. The first one is Liverpool, Real Madrid, and Manchester United. 11 Owen. goals. Owen is correct. And the other one is Real Madrid and Arsenal. Overmars. No. No, 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 no. He's looking at his future and his past. Mate, I've got a mind blank. Real Recently, no? or what? Recent, yeah, it come up in Merzel. Um, Erzul is yeah, correct. Measure. Well done, Mazza Erzul. P, 21 goals for Bayern Munich and Werder Brennan. 
Pizarro. Pizarro, David. Well done. Three Q. for on FM. Yeah, absolutely. Q, 10 goals. Charisma. Auto. Charisma is Watch correct. Ah, Ronaldo. We need to run now. <laughs> S, 48 goals. Dynamo Kiev, AC Milan and Chelsea. Shevchenko. Shevchenko. Okay, good shout. S, uh, that is what I just said. T, uh, 29 goals. Monaco and Juventus. Charisma. Correct. This is probably the hardest, one of the hardest ones here. You he scored four goals for Roma. Under. Under. FM wonder kid at one stage, right? King. Lovely player. I had him. I can't remember I had him. Amazing. Uh, v, 56 goals. PSV, Manchester United and Real Madrid. Nick Madden, correct. Man, story. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, w, 18 goals, Shakhtar Donetsk and Chelsea. Willian. Willian is correct. X, 11 goals, Barcelona. Chevy. Chevy. Y, 13 goals, Galatasaray and Lille. Yilmaz. Yilmaz is correct. Shout out. A clean sweep. Z, or Z. Zinedine. 14 goals. It is ZZ. Bobby Zamora. Yes. It's <laughs> the second time I've heard about him today. What, Bobby? Yeah. Is it? Uh, on the Peter Crouch podcast, Ledley King was talking about his under eight team and he had like Bobby Zamora, uh, John Terry. <laughs> there, was, there was basically had like eight players that went professional in his under eight <laughs> wow. team. That is pretty impressive. But that's, that's quite impressive you're going through there. That's a, I like that quiz. That's He's well there, I feel. Yeah, he did really well. Uh, and a that's good five what, minutes. Well done. Yeah, yeah, that's what a good quiz does. Uh, that brings episode 320 to a close. You can find the links of us in the podcast description or by visiting fivestarpotential.com. Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify, and most of our popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every single week. Thank you all for listening. There'll be more from us next week. Say goodbye, gentlemen. Goodbye, gentlemen. Adios, amigos. Have the same.